What's the crack folks? My name is Ryan Duff and you're listening to the Spinning Pebble Podcast. This week I'm joined by Brian Baldocki. Baldocki? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but Brian is the creator and director of the record-breaking online show Fake News at Night. Me and him talk about what it goes into making this show, his past projects and his future projects and just a little bit about his life in general. Now, before we get into the show, just a quick reminder, wherever you're listening to this at, uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any other generic podcast platform, please give us a like and subscribe and leave us some feedback, uh, what we can improve on. And once again, I am sorry about the audio quality. Uh, we're recording over Skype and it is very limited, so I'm working on it, but uh, please enjoy. Yeah. Brian, I just want to thank you. I know you're really busy at the minute. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. I do really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course. Uh, I appreciate so, uh, you being a fan of the fucking content. And it's it's great content, definitely, man. Uh, so the content we're talking about is Fake News at Night. It's your new online show. And at its, at its crux, it is a comedy show. Yeah. Right, saying? It, so. It's basically like what we wanted to do with the show was... Like the news is just crazy here right now. Uh, I know you're in Ireland, so I don't know how much you you like see of what like our CNN looks like, but it's hard to like, miss. Uh, yeah, it's hard to miss. It's crazy. I mean, because my whole thing is like, I think there's enough uh, political stuff that's like here. You know, this is what we think. Uh, listen to us, or if you don't agree with us, don't watch the show. So I didn't want to do was that. And so I was like, what does everyone hate? And everyone hates the news right now. Just because it's absurd. Like, the what really pushed me over the edge was this summer I was in Bali, and I only had three channels. And I had CNN and two Balinese channels that I didn't understand. And it was right. when the, uh, the Thai boys were stuck in that cave, which was, like, sad. But also CNN covered it for 24 hours a day, every single day. And the newscast that just, like, I was like, fuck this, was they literally were like, all right, the Thai government is going to announce what time they're going to go save the boys at 5 p.m. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be at 5 p.m.? Do you think it's going to be at 4 p.m., 3 p.m.? And for, like, two straight hours, they speculated about what time (laughs) this would come out, whether it would come out, would it not come out? And so I was just like, all right, we're going to attack the news and how they're reporting stuff and so what basically we did was i created like a panel like show which is what all the news shows do and i basically just created fake stories that were like <laughs> and had two people argue crazy sides with no like resolution essentially so did you come up with that concept by yourself or was that a collaborative effort was that just you so fake news is like, I'm a writer, so I studied uh, TV writing in school, uh, Tish. And I, like, created the concept, but then from there, I had six writers, I think, who we brought in who, you know, wrote different sketches. And we also, like, you know, once the concept was born, we then brought in a bunch of people to make sure that the show was going to be super funny. Is that a regular thing? Like, do you, so, like, do you always have sort of, like, a team of writers, or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, I don't know how much you know about TV writing, but the model that most shows go by is they have a bunch of staff writers with a head writer 
who's mm -hmm. essentially like, so the process would be like, we, I brought in all the writers, we sat around for about 48 hours total and just like talked through like what, you know, our main question was like, what do people get mad about at parties that is not politics? Right? Like what, like what strikes a chord with people and like vegans, for example, are annoying. Like I have nothing, I have no problem with you not eating meat, but just like stop trying to make me not eat meat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it was like, so we thought about like stuff like that, like that no politician had a stance on, but like was a thing. And then we just made up fake stories. And by the end we had assigned, you know, all the different sketches out. And then they went home and they wrote the first draft and the second draft of the script that we talked through. And then from there, I rewrote that and then sent it to two more writers to punch up with jokes who sent it back to me. And then I rewrote for the final version that we shot. So you're really putting hours into this here? You yeah. A lot of things. yeah. How long has uh, this been going on for? When was it sort of first? We, we started, um, we finished, so I finished Nuke City which is my other show in... Great show, by the way, I meant to say the... Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I finished that in April and basically, like, already had the fake news concept ready to go. And then we released fake... We released Nuke City and then basically began work on fake news. And that process took... I mean, basically from, like, May to when we shot at the end of August. So with Nook City, I watched that there. You've used the same actors from Nook City in Fake News at Night. Yeah. How did you all, how did you all meet? Um, so Milan, who plays Dick Clark and not he, He's a star. He, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but he's an <laughs> I really he's, like him. He's a, we've been friends since high school. We played uh, football together in high school. He's a, um, He's a rapper, actually. I don't know if you've heard his music. He's I'll no, send well, it. he's actually like super fucking good. I always try to like tell people like he's a rapper, but like good, like not like <laughs> like one of those like SoundCloud rappers, right? Um, but yeah, so me and Milan have known each other forever, and he, I'm a big fan of like him and like his music, and I think that like performing is performing. So in Nuke City. I was just like, here, audition for this part. He's never acted before in his life. And like he, I think he did a great job in Nuke City and he's basically acted twice. He's acted in Nuke City and fake news. That's, and, that's unreal. Yeah. And, um, and then Jake, who plays uh, Jack Garbage, he, um, I just, when we were auditioning for Nuke City, I auditioned like, 80 people for that part and then he just randomly showed up uh he, he's uh he's a child star i don't know if you know that he was on um, this sitcom on fox called um grounded for life when he was like a kid for five years i haven't heard of that really. no i i mean i've never watched it but like i'm aware that he was on it he'll he's gonna kill me for saying that but um, and then laura who plays uh judy she also went to NYU and I just know her from, she studied acting in the art school. So it's kind of just like, and then I'm gonna be honest with you, I hate casting. Like I just hate it so much. So like right. when like Nuke City was such like a pain 
to get all those people out and like nobody knew what they were doing and it was just like it just took too long and so for fake news like I basically wrote the parts for them and I was like we're just gonna use you and then the other actors I mean I think we only cast one other actor Alex who plays uh Alex Smitherson and she is just one of Laura's friends so um yeah I mean I'm probably gonna continue using them for as long as I can just because like I love working with them and also like I don't have to go see 100 actors so you are very hands-on in the whole process from yeah inception to finish is that like even casting is that sort of lack of resources or is that something you're really passionate about being involved in everything it's a combination of um, basically like the showrunner on a we've we model our even our tiny shows like an actual tv show just because when i was in college i um had the i worked at uh, late night with seth myers for eight months so um i kind of got to see how they ran that show and then i just kind of applied that in a smaller model to what we did at fake news but i mean as we raised like we independently financed the thing for you know about twenty thousand dollars um from investors and then from there i was able to hire like we have a staff of about 25 for fake news really? yeah so, like camera operators and stuff like that there yeah like on set we had i mean you have the camera person you have multiple sound people you have hair makeup you have lighting people you have production assistants you have um you know producers you have everyone you know it's a big production um even though it was kind of funny we we like it's a it's a big production but we kind of wanted to prove that we could do it for no money mm-hmm. so we like the actual shooting itself costs like three thousand dollars which is nothing for film yeah. like it's you know and we shot on gopros as like a joke like we didn't have to but like we we like i wanted to um have you heard of tangerine the film I it's a, it's uh this guy sean baker he shot a movie on an iphone have you heard of that it's like an iphone movie uh no but anyways he shot the whole thing on an iphone and then he won't admit that it was a publicity stunt even though he marketed it as the iphone movie and so then i was like we're gonna be the first show to ever shoot only on gopros because gopros are the coolest cameras so (laughs) (laughs) so we basically just are making fun of him directly um everything's a party then yeah, it's all yeah, a joke. even the cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I have a my camera person, Grant, he is like awesome. He works with like ASAP Rocky and all these crazy people shooting for them. So, um, did you I don't know if you are you a fan of ASAP Rocky at all? Oh, we bet you. That's uh cool. look look up the Guns and Butter video. That's like Grant, my DP. So he um him and his partner, I think like his partner is the director. Uh, they did the whole thing. But Grant is like this crazy, you know, he shoots like $300,000 shoots. And so then I brought him in and I was like, here are GoPros. Have fun. <laughs> how, did, how did you get him then? How did like because he uh, so is working these massive people? He, I went to high school with him as well. Um, who he um, shot, he, was, he uh, filmed all my like admission videos for college. And then he just like didn't go to school and worked for four years. And I came back to LA and I was like, hey, are you still like shooting stuff? And he was like, yes. 
<laughs> and I was like, just a little oh. bit. Just a little yeah. bit. I was like, okay, sick. You want to do this new show? Um, but yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of our people, most of our people are like people I know pretty well who are like I've been working with for a while or because I've been making, I mean, I'm 23, but I've been making videos since I was 15. So okay. it's like they were shitty and terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, nothing, yeah. no, nothing from high school is fucking good. It's all like garbage. But you know, it's that working with people over time and kind of like everyone gets better, and because of that, like every show continuously gets better. It's good to have that team around you that sort of you know well and you can trust sort of with kind of thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, you know, it's especially in film production, it's you're on set for like 12 hours at a time and it's like very hectic. And so if people like don't get along or it just can slow everything down. And so like, I don't like as the director and as someone who's like running the set, I'm like, no, we're not dealing with that shit. Like everyone's going to be friends. We're not going to like fucking argue about shit. Like, you know, I, my whole thing is I like to let people do their own job. Like you go do your thing and I'm not going to bother you that much. I'm going to tell you what I want. But at the end of the day, like, I want everyone to just, like, do their thing well. Because I feel like if you just get a bunch of talented people in the room, like, it'll end up being good. You know? So you yeah. touched on, <clears throat> you briefly spoke on earlier, the investment, the sort of get this up and running. Yeah. I assume you have to pay that back at some point. Do no. You or... Actually, um, it's uh, equity. So oh, basically... Okay. Yeah, the, the digital show for fake news. So Nuke City was like, I did that in college, and it was kind of just like thing I did to kind of like build, a th you know, a, a content out in the world that was mine because, you know, nothing existed. And it went really well, but like basically only 13 to 17-year-old boys thought it was funny, um, So which is fine. But it didn't reach that audience, the widest audience that I wanted it to. It still did really good numbers on Amazon. But, like, I was like, okay, for fake news, I want to do something that can actually be on television. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that, like, because basically what we've done is we did, like, you know, we were the most viewed independent digital series, like, ever, which is, like, mm -hmm. crazy. We did half a million views, shattering, like, the 125,000 somebody had. And... Uh, basically, it's because most digital shows are on a network, like Comedy Central will, pro will produce them, or like there's a bunch of digital content networks that like make this stuff, and I kind of wanted to prove that we could do it better than them for less money, and so like we did this show and we're doing better than most of Facebook Watch's shows, which is why they are like trying to get us aggressively. Like it's it's been sorry, my dogs are getting into something. Don't be silly, man. Uh, it's but yeah like you know and so basically what we have now is we finished the season and we're preparing um you know we fortunately did well enough to you know get people's attention and now we're you know hopefully going to bring this show to an actual tv network which would be great oh lethal man are you shopping around at the minute or do you have a place in mind yeah, so, I mean, I can't really, like, I don't want to say because, like, I want everyone to think that I want it there, but um, it's, uh, you know, we are shopping it around, and 
hopefully it will exist as a 30 minute show somewhere like can you give us sort of an idea is it sort of are you going for that comedy channel like comedy network type yeah, yeah, or yeah. like like a comedy central or something like i really either yeah no <laughs> um i but i see you know this show being like it could go a couple different ways like have you seen colbert report mm-hmm. yeah. so like colbert report type extended version of the show or you know we've been talking about doing more of a sitcom version where it's like the back it's more 30 rocky as opposed to like just straight up like the show and then with the thing at the end but you know hopefully my investors when somebody purchases us will get their money back but you know did you monetize the first season was that monetized anyway or i mean like it we i mean you make money on like streaming but like it's shit like you don't make Mm -hmm. any money on um you know and for us like thankfully the um the goal was to sell this to a network and we have a producer like a few we, we're talking to like a bunch of people so it's you know our main goal for the first season was just to make it popular and sell it and not have to be on facebook anymore because i fucking hate facebook yeah that was the one thing about the show i didn't understand was yeah. why it was solely on facebook yeah like not youtube or igtv yeah, I mean, the main thing was YouTube. It, I mean, it really comes down to, like, it sucks from a consumer standpoint of, like, this show is only on Facebook, but, like, YouTube, for example, is impossible to get, like, like you can't really, like, put it into, like, a playlist and, like, make a page. Like, it doesn't, like, serve its, like, the full purpose. It's better for, like, like we release music videos and stuff, like, single standalone projects are easier to like market on YouTube, but Facebook allows you to actually market on the pay on Facebook. Right. And mm-hmm. so the other thing is that we, we posted it on YouTube and Facebook the first week and the Facebook one got like 40,000 views like right away. And the mm-hmm. YouTube one, got, like 2000 views. And so we were like, it's not like it we didn't want to split the views if that made sense like we wanted them all in one place um but i mean the only reason we did that is literally from a you know it's easier to point people in one place to one place than a bunch of places but i mean as the show is over on facebook now we're going to release it a bunch of places just because like it annoys me that people couldn't watch it on facebook because mm-hmm. facebook it's a it's a good platform, but it's an awful platform. They banned our videos every week, every single week. They actually, I had to go through an appeals process every single episode that we released because our name was fake news, and they're trying to stop fake news. <laughs> and so they would be Not like, best. "No." And but the, you don't you want to hear the dumbest the dumbest thing about the whole thing is the way I basically fixed it was I registered on Facebook as a news organization and I had to go through this whole process of like they sent a letter to my house I had to send them my social security number like my passport like all this shit to like register as an official news network and we got it and they stopped banning our videos which is the dumbest shit ever because we're not new <laughs> like, like you know what I mean like no wonder it, the Russians hacked them 
like, do you know what? Like, they're like, oh, we're going to make it really hard for you to post unless you just, like, register, and then you're good. And it's like, but, and I kept trying to be like, we're not news, we're a comedy show. Like, it's sketches. And they were like, no. Like, you guys are news. The I also didn't, I didn't think the Facebook audience, the average Facebook user, would be your sort of demographic. It's funny. Yeah. I would say, I would say Facebook is sort of, your racist uncle or something or someone like yeah. maybe not your prime audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um it's pretty funny because like that's kind of what I thought too. Right. I was like, okay, I don't know who, but like people still do because like I can see our audience demographics, right? And like it's pretty this is the other funny thing about the show is like I really thought it would resonate with younger, like kind of like fed up people like with the whole fucking system. Except like some of our biggest fans are like 65 year old Trump supporters who like love us. This are one of our biggest fans. Shout out to Edwin. Uh, he, he is, I mean, I think he's like a 50 something year old Trump supporter. And I think it's just because like, we don't, we're not attacking anybody. So everyone's just like, Oh, this is funny. And it's like, you can apply whatever politics you have to it. Like you can just be like, oh, they're making fun of them. And it's like, no, we're not. Like we're we're, we're making fun of everyone. Yeah. But it's uh it's actually interesting because of how active our Facebook audience is. And like apparently there are still people on Facebook. We talk about it. Me and uh, my New America Digital is our production company that I run with Milan, who's um Dick and uh Jeremy, who's one of my writers, and then uh, we have like a business CFO person, Brett. But we always were, we would talk about it every week. We're like, who the fuck is still on Facebook? Like, who is watching this? <laughs> like, who are all these people? But um, hopefully, we'll do an Amazon Prime release so that everyone can just kind of watch it easily. Yeah. So, how I found the show was through Flagrant 2, which is yeah. anyone who doesn't know is a very, it's a sports podcast, but it's very, based on anti-political correctness platform. Would you share the MCM views as sort of anti-PC comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say we're anti-PC comedy, but, like, um, my main thing with that whole political correctness culture is not necessarily, like, I'm not... I think there are things, like, there are slurs, like, that shouldn't be used. Like, I think Mm -hmm. there's, like, there are basic rules, but then I also think that, like, the level of like, I'm not gonna listen to your side because it bothers me, or it, like I'm just gonna call you some kind of word because it's you know from both sides you get it. Like from the liberals you'll get called a bigot, from the right you'll get called a cuck or a snowflake or something, right? Which like trust me, like my DMs is full of it. Like <laughs> you know I have people yelling at me from both sides, but like you know I think that comedy specifically is a great way to talk about things that are hard because like you're making a joke out of it you're relieving the tension like you can make people think about it from a different way i'm just like i'm not here for suppressing anything like i'm just like we're not that's my other thing it's like i think the daily show is just pander it's just pandering there's no like it it feels like stuff to clap at rather than laugh at which is like like a pro like i don't really love do you know yeah. and that's the one with uh trevor noah isn't it yeah yeah i find his i find him on that show 
a bit pandery, but I think his stand-up is very funny in its own. Oh, I love Trevor Noah. Yeah. Like, that's my problem, is that I actually am obsessed with Trevor Noah. I've been a Trevor Noah fan since, like, I'm a big stand-up comedy fan, so just, like, I've been watching Trevor Noah forever. And I think the show the, is... Um, do you see what? the Netflix? There's Netflix yeah. uh, back yeah, in South was, Africa. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of Trevor, and that's why, like, it. I see him on that show, and I'm like come on, man, like, you're so funny, <laughs> like, you could be so funny, like, yeah. that's, that's my main issue with it, um, is I think that, but it comes from above him, you know, it's, it's, the networks are actually scared of losing their audience members, Andrew talks about it all the time, but, like, you know, they want to sell paper towels, like, and that's fucking, it's true, like, they, yeah. like, they really, like, these networks, they have a specific audience, and they want to please that audience. And I don't think it's a great model because I think that that's why they're failing. Like, because, yeah. So why are you then leaving your sort of freedom of doing that there and trying to enter that failing model? Why would that be sort of... Because I, because I think they're going to have to change. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to change the show, if that makes sense. Like, we're going to them being like, look at our we we trend well we track well with not only liberals conservatives moderates like our fans are all over the place like and they can't figure that out right like the reason that they're pandering is because they're scared of pissing everyone off right and we somehow only pissed off a few people and so you know i think that i'm i don't see us going to a cbs or a like big you know abc nbc type like network i think we will find success is hopefully like a streaming like network i still would love to stay kind of in the digital realm if that makes sense like on a hulu or a netflix that like allows you to actually do more but the other reason is just that um there's more money at the network That's so yeah you always have to, i think once you get your foot in the door and maybe pander slightly, then you can build it up and fix it in the long exactly. term. Exactly. Exactly. Well and, and I think that like it allows me to reach a bigger audience. And then also like it's funny because like everyone I think that I talk to assumes that we're like not developing more digital shows. And it's like, no, I want to use the money from that to go make more crazy shit online. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think that like having the infrastructure of a you know major company behind you actually helps in some regards. And like, especially for me at 23, I'm like, all right, like I'll take it and see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, have you got more in the pipeline then? Are you working on more shows? Have you got any concepts? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do this horror movie right now called um, Desert People because I went to the desert and I was like, why do you live here? Like, <laughs> so, that's, that's great that something can come from that one thought. Yeah. Why do you live here? Yeah, no, like, because we were in, the, I was in Joshua Tree and out in the middle of nowhere and we had neighbors. I was like, why do you, why do you choose to live? You're doing something sketchy like why are you out here like no you're why are you like making it so hard i don't know but i want to do that i mean i have a you know 
a few digital shows I'm thinking about. Like, I want to do a cooking show, <laughs> but like, uh, like a like a biased cooking show, like where we put the all the contestants in like a house, and it's like the real world, and like it's it's more about like who's better friends with who, and we just fuck with them. I don't know. I I worked in reality TV for a while, and like, I think there's ways to make it super funny. <laughs> like Any, anything yeah. I would have seen that you've worked on? Um I worked for the company that did like Master Chef and like all those like uh it's called Optimum Television. They do like I also worked for this company that did um all those ghost hunting shows. Ever seen those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh that was a weird job. But yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, no they uh they were like it, they were like i was like do you guys ever find ghosts they're like bro ghosts aren't real i was just one random coordinator he was just like bro ghosts aren't real we don't find anything <laughs> that's amazing that's me. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, I really got to go. Yeah, but... no, that's, I appreciate it for your time. Do you want to give your social medias out quickly? Just Yeah, at Brian Baldocki. Uh, you know what? At Fake News at Night. That's easier. Uh, you can okay. find me through there. Um, you know, we're at Fake News at Night on everything. So, that's, yeah. I appreciate your time, Brian. Uh, season two, when can we expect that? Um, hopefully on TV. On TV, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, Brian. All right, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you watching this shit. All right, you too, man. See you. Bye. Once again, I want to thank Brian for coming on. Uh, I really enjoyed that conversation, and after speaking with him, I now think I've found a new appreciation for the show. The content itself is amazing, but I think there's a new level of respect, knowing how much work he's put into it and how much goes in just to putting out an episode. Uh, if you missed season one of Fake News at Night and you want to get a recap, go over to their Facebook page, Fake News at Night, and you can watch everything from start to finish over there. Now, before we go, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, Spin and Pebble on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you want to follow me personally, it's Ryan underscore Duff with three Fs on Instagram, and just search the King of Cultural Appropriation on Twitter. This week's outro song is Lo-Fi Anthem by Lo-Fi. Uh, Lo-Fi is like a sort of like a Wu-Tang inspired group I guess you could say. Um, three individual MCs, Jay Grams, Von Wilder and Helio uh, sort of combined to make this group Lo-Fi. Lo-Fi the movement on all social media by the way, go check them out. And it's kind of lyrical, with sort of that boom bap kind of sound with a mix of like new school and inspiration. It's hard to explain, just listen, enjoy them, go look, check them out. That's Jay Grams, Von Wilder and Halo and Lo Fi Movement. Thank you very much for listening. Then practice the art of war I'm clapping all your associates Smacking all of your whores Gave rap to a chick named Marilyn Expensive type of chore She never get the raven So you know I bought her more My city known for spitting them Dracos Stacking them shell cases Shit be looking like Legos Your plain clothes stain Fold things in a range rove Then run off with your chain And your fronts to arrange goals Cause I ain't never have nothing So I stink to rob it Like headed by the bull Shit I feel like Dennis Rodman Mixed with Bin Laden Might get a job and work a modern day slave shift They say the path is right so I've been kind 
finally in the cave since Cause I ain't finna do no cruel gesture You play boy, yeah, you get dead like Hugh Hefner No pressure, of course a stressor could carry me No, they definitely won't bury me Get abducted by agencies, yeah, I'm that lethal Skin gang is con. I'ma conquer till my gang is on. Let our low five chains just dangle low. No slave shit. Niggas ain't swinging low. Dangerous flows like slanging blow. Niggas jack so the thing is close. They find your corpse when the case is closed. But my DNA fingerprint stains is gone. Cross states just to slang the chrome. Bleach bath neighbors think I just clean my home. Been a ruby in the rough. Blood diamond with good intentions. Badass jig getting whipping with that extension. Then I found my spirit dimensions. In quantum physics, then I found the scriptures that confirmated my feelings. Then I got so high, got so high that I hit a ceiling. Then I got so high, got so high that I fucking broke it. Pressure on your hands, got you pressing the focus. Just some game like an arcade from a token. Bunch of dope, some dopes boasting about who the dope is. You look so much better when you smile, you get your throat slit. Hole is so big, ain't no doctor to sew it. Low five niggas ain't nothing to fuck with. Low five niggas ain't nothing to fuck with. You keep on swimming up classy like titans in action The clog in your breathing and make it hard to breathe like it's asthma Dispersing your atoms and blow the unit up when I'm spazzing Remember the accent, I'm up in this bitch like TV Then drop off a banger, broke out of freedom Hit the weed, I'm killing shit like I'm Django Wrangle everyone with your jeans, but that's a family honey And I'm a hustler, motherfucker, ain't no pussy gon' tame me Low fire, that's the gang line, a nigga like cocaine Motherfucker Niggas deep with me, man You fuck with me! You fuck with me!